things of life as your oracle, God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, our words will mean something much more in our spirits, in our souls and in our bodies. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. We worship you, for there is none like you. Thank you, oh God, for every family represented here today. Yes, there's a turnaround, there's a testimony, there's a tangible presence, there's a tangible anointing in, the, in those homes. In the name of Jesus, yes, Father, we thank you. Blessed be your name, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so very much. All right. So, I'll read a scripture <clears throat> from Matthew 5 and 6. King James Version. Sister Joyce is here. With okay. All right. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Saints all over the world that has appeared to hear. I'll be coming from the King James Bible. This, and it'll be the book of Psalms 116. I will start at the uh, 14 verse, 14 through the 19, and the first verse to 17. That'll be my seven verses I will run down to you. And King James Bible says, from one, Psalms 116, starting at the 14th verse, says, I will pay my vows unto the Lord, now in the presence of all his people. Precious is the sight of the Lord, is the death of his saints. O oh Lord, truly I am thy servant, I am thy servant, and the song of thy handmaid, thou hast loosed my bounds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving, I will call upon thy name, O oh Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord, now in the presence of all his people. In the court of the Lord house, and in the midst of the of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. And 17 say, Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. May God add a blessing to the heroes of the world. Amen. Thank you. And at this time, I will be presenting the Azusa International Foursquare Gospel Church Announcements. On behalf of Senior Pastor Benjamin Nelson and Pastor Dobby Nelson and the Azusa International Foursquare Gospel Church, we want to welcome you today for our fellowship. Azusa International Foursquare Gospel Church is a branch of the Foursquare International Church where we serve Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are a ministry that is missional, and if you are seeking a church home where you will be given the God-given uh, opportunities to exercise your gifts, talents, and abilities, please consider Azusa. We would ask that you would join us for 30 minutes of powerful, dynamic, midday prayer, Monday through Friday from 11.30 a.m. to 12 noon. Please join us. And then bright and early on Wednesday morning at 6 a.m., we are uh, participating in an interactive Bible study and we ask that you again would arise early and join us for a wonderful interactive morning Bible study. Our sweet hour 
of prayer resumes on Saturdays at 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Please join us as we are, of course, ushered into prayer and have the opportunity to uh, submit our prayer requests. And we know that this is a time that we're all living in that there is definitely need for prayer. And then on Friday nights, our weekly Bible study from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. We have been truly, truly blessed to um, study, again, um, the different operations of uh, ministers uh, to include teachers, apostles, uh, evangelists, and of course, pastors. So please join us as we again uh, break the word of God on the different appointments into uh, service and ministry. Our fast days are Tuesdays and Fridays, and we're asking that you would be led by the Holy Spirit on the fasting details that are suitable to you. Our mission Sundays is dedicated uh, on the third Sunday, as well as family and friends day. So please be compelled to invite someone to join us uh, in our wonderful uh, uh, service, and they can see exactly what we have been called to do. Our Foursquare 2021 Connection Convention will be held in San Antonio, Texas from May 31st to June 3rd. The registration uh, has opened as of February the 10th, and we're asking for those who are interested to please uh, visit our Facebook page as well as contacting Pastor Nelson for more details. For those who are uh, been such a blessing in the way of your offering and your giving. We're asking that the rendering of your tithes and offering um, be considered uh, to support our ministry, missions, and other ministerial work, and to support families and communities. If you wish to um, render offerings, please use our cash app tag. And that cash app tag is dollar sign 1906 Azusa. Again, our cash app tag. 1906 Azusa. Be sure to designate where you wish your funds to be allocated, whether it's missions, ties, our youth department, building fund, etc. We're asking again that you would receive these announcements and govern yourselves accordingly. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And praise the Lord. I'm so excited to be in your presence this morning, fellowshipping with each and every one of us. Let us put on our dancing shoes as we begin to, to praise and worship the Lord this morning. Just let your heart be connected to heaven, to connect it to your heavenly Father. He is here in our presence. He's here in our midst. He wants us to praise him. You know, the scripture that Sister Joy read is so powerful. Psalm 116, verse 14 through 19. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Before I start off here this morning, I'm going to blow the shofar. And this is to gather our minds and our thoughts as we're about to go into the presence of the Lord with worship. You know, praise and worship. Okay. I will blow. I'm sorry about that. So I'm going to blow the shofar before the uh, worship begins. When, when you hear the sound of the shofar, when, wherever you are, just praise the Lord. You know, 
just release a, a, a loud sound to the glory of God in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen.
or our city. We're going to declare what the word of the Lord says. Because I believe that this year is a year of favor over your life, over your house. So look at your neighbor and come on, say this. My house, my house is, blessed. is blessed. My family, my family is, blessed. is blessed. My health, my health is, blessed. is blessed. And my wealth, my wealth is blessed. Come on, is declare blessed. it. My church, my church is, blessed. is blessed. My city, my city is, blessed. is blessed. My nation, my nation oh, yeah. is blessed. For my God, my God is blessed. Is blessed. My house.
This is how I find my battles. What we're doing tonight. This is how I find my battles. Just when you think you're lost. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hey. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you.
around me, Jesus. Surround me, Lord. Consume me with your love. Jesus. Surround me, hold on. Surround me, hold on. Surround me, oh Lord. Let your presence. This place surround me, oh Lord. Surround me, oh Lord. Feel this. 
We cannot hear you. Chapter 8, verse 9 through 11. I read. 
but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God were in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Verse 14, still on that chapter, verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And the last one still on that chapter is verse 19. For the, the endless expectation of creation waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So this morning, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word and the hearing of his word to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. We shall, by God's grace, be understanding what who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. The way we respond when we go through the issues of life, hard times, trials, challenges, difficult times in life is different. Just as we are different, that's how we react. We react differently to circumstances surrounding us. In the sense that, unknown to you and I, because the way we react becomes part of who we are. If we react in a very passive way, as in, okay, it doesn't matter what that thing, that circumstance, that issue of life is doing to you, to you, you just accept it. You do nothing about it, but you still do not like it. It is unpleasant to you. It makes you uncomfortable. It actually shakes you and even breaks you depression, unhappiness, it steals your, your joy, it steals the time that you should be fellowshipping with God from you. If you do not think about it and you just passively sweep it under the carpet, it becomes part of who you are. But when something like similar thing happens in the future, you have nothing, no base, you know, nothing, you don't have an arsenal to go to, to move certain things out from, you know, to, to be able to overcome that circumstance, repeating itself. And so this morning, you may title the message as the weapons of our warfare, or the weapons of mass destruction, or supernatural spiritual weapons of warfare. Depends on how you want to type that, the title. But we are going to learn this morning, we want to understand who we are first and foremost, and then we will go into what it means. So begin to exercise the authority that God has given unto us, as well as knowing the weapons that God has given us, the weapons of spiritual warfare, the weapons of supernatural spirit, supernatural weapons of war. Because the Bible made us understand that our warfare is not physical. 
We are not fighting war like the United States military, fight, fighting physical war in different nations and all of that, but we are in a battle each and every day. We are indeed in a battle. So therefore, we are constantly fighting spiritual battles. Unknown to you, we are constantly fighting spiritual battles. Let's turn to the book of Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. And he said, Hacking you, all Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. And so this is God speaking to King Jehoshaphat. As the children of Israel were about to fight their enemies, they were surrounded by their enemies on every side, and Jehoshaphat didn't know what to do. But the Lord sent the man of God to speak to, 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 speak to Jehoshaphat to encourage him in the place of battle. He assured Jehoshaphat, and God is assuring you and I this morning, that the battle is not yours. It is God's battle. So clearly speaking, there is a battle going on daily, constantly. And so this morning, I just quickly want to say to us that we need certain things according to this battle. And these are the things we God has given us. These are the weapons that God has given us to us. However, what do we understand by weapon? What do we understand by the word battle or warfare? So I looked at the meaning of, of the word weapon in, in the dictionary, or maybe you can Google it. The weapon is anything that is designed to inflict bodily harm, serious bodily harm, to destroy, to consume. Okay? And then when I look at the word, I look at the word mass, or ma mass, you know, we're talking about mass destruction, not mass. I look at the word mass. And mass have different meaning. We're not looking at the scientific definition of mass. We're looking at the biblical meaning of mass or group of, it's a group of people, number of people, so many people, people that you can't even number, crowds. In our world, we say crowd, mass, destruction. So it's like crowd of people together. But in this sense, we are looking at, we are talking about mass destructions of the weapons of the Oseta, mass destructions of the weapons of the enemies against you and I. We already know that the enemy cannot operate without possessing the body of man. So our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against you and I. It is not against our fellow ourselves here in this place, but rather it's a battle against the spirit that dwells in us that is not of God. The spirit, the demons cannot operate without taking over the body of anyone, of people. So we want to go into what those weapons are. We are getting there. And then the meaning of warfare. I began to think about what is this warfare. I know that there is war. All the 
every time around us that's war against you and I even as I stand on my feet standing yet speaking the word of God there's warfare going on against me but God said to me and you, and you that the battle is not ours but his battle hallelujah the battle is the Lord amen so the meaning of the word warfare is very interesting to me warfare is an activity and undertaken by you, by you against your enemies. You must have to do certain things. You can't sit in your house and be involved in the process of warfare without doing something. But you can sit in your house and be involved in that warfare, the spiritual warfare we're talking about, by doing certain things. We are getting there. We will know today what some of these things, weapons are. They are all there. They are here and we will find out. So warfare is an activity, it's an activity that we undertake against our enemies to weaken, to destroy, to destroy our enemies, to weaken them, to dismantle our enemies, to render them powerless, to subdue our enemies. So that is warfare. So how do we describe these this activities? our enemies bring against us. How? We, the word warfare is a, is a We can say battle. We can describe it as battles. We can describe it as challenges. We can describe it as temptation, as trial. You might be in your office, somebody's doing something constantly against you that you don't like. It's like it becomes a battle to you in that office. You, when you're going to work, you're thinking about that person. You're thinking about that thing the person is always doing. And it makes it makes you unhappy. It makes you it makes you very very unhappy. That has because that becomes a battle. It depends on how you describe it. Some people like so, some people they go through different from one sickness to the other. After God has delivered them, healed them from one sickness, the body take up another kind of sickness. After that sickness has been healed, the same body, the same person takes over another kind of sickness. Every type of sickness that inflicts our bodies is there's a demon behind it. And we must know how to fight. So, when we think about the supernatural weapons of our warfare, we are thinking about the word of God in the soul. That is usually what comes to our mind. When we think about supernatural weapons of warfare, the first thing that comes to our mind is that the word of God is the sword. But that is a good thing. It is indeed the first thing. The word of God is our sword. We need that. So that takes me now to these weapons of warfare. And the first one, before I go into that, I want to first of all remind us that there are three major things that I identified even through my experience in life. And maybe you can identify with some of them, or one of them, or all three of them. There are three major things that Satan uses to attack us, our self-esteem, to render us powerless, unknown to us. Our courage. Satan attacks our courage and attacks our self-esteem. The enemy attacks our pain, our mind. And initially, when I was speaking, I was talking about how 
our mindset, the way we accept, the way we take off the challenges, the trials, the temptations that comes to us. Some people take it passively, some aggressively, prayerfully, demol I mean, prayerfully demolish the enemy by prayer, by fasting, by different means. Some, we just don't, they don't even know what to do, rather. And that becomes who they are. Stay, staying and doing nothing becomes who they are. Those who decide to move forward and kick the enemy and, and trample upon the enemy's head, that becomes who they are. And the enemy, of course, cannot mess with them because the enemy knows that they are no-nonsense children of God. Hallelujah. So there are three things that I identify that the enemy used to, to take, to distract us away from exercising these authorities. And one of them is Satan causes us to dwell in the past. The enemy causes us to dwell in the past. You know, in the past, we were all sinners, right? We are all sinners in the past. But now we are saved by grace. But Satan constantly reminds us of our past. He takes us back to, to the time before the, the time when we were in the world. He makes us feel guilty of those things. He constantly brings it to our attention. He reminds us of what we have done in the past, who we were, how we were in the world, and how we did this, how we did that, who we hurt and who we didn't, but everything we did. The enemy constantly brings it to our memory. That is something to think about. It tells us that we are worthless. The enemy reminds us that we are worthless. The enemy reminds us who, that we are nothing. He reminds us of our father's and mother's household and wants to compare us to our parents. And he reminds us that if our parents do not achieve and attain this and that, who are you to get to that level? Because your parents didn't get it, and get it. The enemy reminds you of your past. And when you are overwhelmed with all of these foolish thoughts and ideas that come from Satan, you don't know what to do. You are destabilized. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to exercise the authority that God has given to you. The second one is Satan also causes people to see the problem. We focus more on the situation, the circumstance we are going through. Oh me, oh me, oh this, oh that, oh this, this is happening to me. It is all about you, 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 you. The enemy focuses, causes us to focus on what God has not done. The prayers that are yet to be answered, what you have yet to be, to, to receive from God. But the enemy distracts us from, from focusing on the things that God has done for us. The enemy distracts us from focusing on praising God for the life he has given to you and I today. The enemy causes us to forget to give God thanks when we ought to be thanking him for life. We came through a very difficult year, 2020, when we ought to be praising the Lord and thanking him for his goodness, for his love, for his protection, for everything he's done for us. The enemy constantly reminds us of the things that God has not yet done. And that is something that is a bad thing. It's not good at all. The third one is Satan causes people to compare themselves with others. People just compare themselves, they, they look at themselves, they just feel, they just feel no self-esteem and beyond even more than that. But, but forget to realize that the grace of God upon your life, upon my life, is different. We forget to realize that the calling of God upon your life and my life is different. 
We forget to realize that remember we are teach, we are learning the five for the ministry. The ministry. We just ended it now. If that tells you and I that we are different, we cannot continue to compare our anointing with another brother or sister's anointing. We cannot continue to compare our ability with another person's ability. God has given unto us as He pleases what we desire. He reformed you and I in Genesis chapter 1. He has given you what you need. Be content with it and move forward. So these are the three tools that the enemy uses to distract us from exercising the authority that God has given unto us. And as well as recognizing who we are. When we fall for these three things, the enemy has succeeded. Satan has succeeded to, to the, the, the masculate us, to, 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 to make us bare, like naked, like empty, and useless. And you actually useless because we can't do nothing. And the enemy is like we are on the ping pong table. Like we are, God forbid. But some people become like the ping pong ball, the ball itself. They put it on the ping pong table, and the enemy kicks it on the left hand, on the right hand. Left and right, and they don't know what to do. They pass the enemy kicks it to the right, and pass to the right, to the left hand. That is not who you are. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of discouragement, of timidity. He has given us a spirit of boldness and courage, and of sound mind. And we ought to wake up from that foolishness and begin to take authority and take authority and exercise the power that God has given unto you at every given time. And I'm going to begin here to, to begin to give us, unveil these weapons to you. You know them already. You know them. Each and every one of us here knows all of these weapons. As I begin to, 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 to name them, you know them. But not just knowing them, but put it into action. Because faith without works is dead. Faith without action is dead. You begin, you need to exercise the authority once, you, once I release these weapons to you this morning. You already know them. I'm not preaching anything new that you don't know. I'm not adding to the word of God. I'm not taking from the word of God. I'm not adding to the word of God. But rather, I am and am taking from the word of God to, to us. The Lord wants us to hear this this morning. Because enough is enough of baby, baby, baby Christians, baby believers. We have to grow. We have to be mature. We have to be strong and stop crying for milk. If there is a time, as a matter of fact, Pastor Ben is always saying some powerful things that he just throws out there. And for some people, I don't know if some people are just not over, I mean, overlooking it, but I don't. And he, he keeps talking about what times are yet to come. What I know is scripture, but he said he resounds it all the time to our hearing. All the time. What times are yet to come? What times, what times are coming? Terrible times are coming. What are you gonna do? If there is a uh, arrest warrant written against you from the sheriff's office, or maybe from the courthouse, to arrest you because you are a Christian. Would they have enough evidence? If they come into your house, would they have enough evidence to arrest you as a child of God right now as we speak? That is a food for God. That's one of the things that Pastor Ben usually say. So the first, the first, the first most powerful supernatural weapon of warfare is the word of God. So 
6, chapter 11, Ephesians chapter 6, 11 to 18. Hallelujah. We may not be able to read everything, but we will go as far as we can by the grace of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the vine, the wise of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, not that world, of this world. Not the world underground, six feet of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is what we are up against. If you don't know, know now, this is what we are up against. Ephesians chapter 6, 11 through 18. It's all about the, the armor of God. Put on the old armor of God. Put on the armor of God. Some, about some weeks ago, I, I shared a picture of, of the mm -hmm. armor of God in the group chat, the group um, chat here. Yeah? But I'll read on. 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, not one. The whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, stand. Having done all, stand. Stand therefore, having not having your loins guard about with truth. This is the armor of God now that you need. You need the armor of God before you begin to exercise the other weapons. To first and foremost have to put on the whole armor of God. And this is what is in the armor of God. Okay, picture it. Say, wherefore, take unto you the all armor of God, verse 13, Ephesians 6, verse 13, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins guard about the truth. You need that element of truth. You need it. And having on the having on. The breastplate of righteousness. You need the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking all the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. If you don't have faith, you cannot even you can't you can't succeed in all the other areas of the weapons, supernatural weapons of warfare, supernatural weapons of food and stronghold, you can't. More have faith about what you are praying and trusting God for what you are saying with your mouth or whatever your heart is. You must have faith. Verse 17 and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. <laughs> Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and washing here unto. All perseverance and supplication for all saints. So that is the first weapon. Jesus, our Lord, our Lord Jesus exercised this first weapon. When he was baptized by John the Baptist, as soon as he finished baptism, the baptism, he was taken into the wilderness where he fasted for 40 days and then 40 nights. As soon as Jesus finished fasting, the devil came in and tempted him. And as they were, as he was being tempted, that's what he was being tempted with, with the word of God. 
Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Study to show thyself a, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Jesus divided the word of truth correctly as he was tempted by Satan. You have to know the word, the scripture. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. If you don't stay in the Bible, you don't read the Bible, you will not understand the words to use to, to counter the enemy. And that is because Satan himself knows the word of God. That is what he used to tempt Jesus. But unfortunately, Satan was quoting the word incorrectly. Incorrectly, wrongly. But Jesus, our Lord, quoted the word correctly to counter the devil. This is why you have to rightly divide the word of truth. Hallelujah. You cannot be saying, praying and be praying and meets. Satan prayed and meets. Right there. Satan used the words incorrectly and meets. The second weapon is fasting. Fasting is the second weapon. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, like we already said.
Jesus gave his disciples a recipe of prayer. Jesus gave us a recipe of prayer, but he gave it to his disciples, he gave it to you and I. He gave us a guide on how to pray. In the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13, write it down, I won't go in there now. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13, Jesus gave us a recipe of how to pray. Luke chapter 11, 2 to 4, Luke, the book of Luke chapter 11, verses 2 through 4. Another one is Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Luke chapter 11, verse 2 to 4. Acts chapter 16, verses 25. Hallelujah. And but we are going to look into 2 Kings chapter 20. 2 Kings chapter 20. 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 to 6. Hallelujah. So, in those days, was Ezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order, but thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to, to, to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. This is Ezekiah. Ezekiah was terribly sick with COVID-19. Let's say COVID-19. And, and God sent his prophets to tell him that he should set his house in order because he's going to die. Nothing can change it. He must die. Ezekiah turned as soon as he had it. He turned his face to the wall and began to pray. We are talking about the third weapon of warfare now. Prayer. And as we read on, verse 3 says, I beseech thee, O Lord, this is Ezekiah praying now, praying to God. Look at his word, listen to his words. I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. And I've done that which is good in thy sight. And Ezekiah wept so. And it came to pass afore, as, as to pass afore Isaiah was thrown out into the middle course that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this was after King Hezekiah prayed, before Isaiah could step out of King Hezekiah's palace or house, the Lord already answered Hezekiah's prayer. Through, and then he sent Isaiah back to Hezekiah, and this is what the Lord said. Not Hezekiah's Isaiah's word, prophet Isaiah's word, but it is the Lord's word. Verse 5, turn again and tell Ezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee on the third day, thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. Verse 6, and I will add unto thy days 15 years. You, yes, you heard me right. This is the man that would have been, that would die, that the prophetic message of death came to. But what did he do? He prayed. 
prayed and he prayed. He prayed, he turned to the Lord right there. He didn't have the time to fast. You see that? He did not have the time to fast. He prayed. Because fasting is fasting requires time. But praying is an instant thing, instant now, now. And you can pray anywhere. You can pray in the spirit, you can pray open. I mean, out of I mean someone to hear. You remember Anna praying in the temple at Shiloh. It was just mom, she was just mumbling words, but she was praying in her spirit. Okay, so verse six, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of King Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Hallelujah. All right. So, prayer is a is our weapon of warfare, supernatural weapons of warfare that God has given unto us. Amen. Another one is worship. Paul and Silas were in prison. These are Jesus' apostles, now disciples. They were in prison. They were in prison for the sake of the gospel. Persecution. They were persecuted and thrown into prison. And the Bible makes us understand in, in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 25. Acts, chapter 16, verse 25 to 28 says that Paul and Silas prayed and they sang. Paul and Silas prayed and they sang. They were in prison, but they were not miserable. They were not depressed. They were not frustrated. They were not looking for network connection. Who they know? Who could have been there? And they want a college and a presidential, executive order, other or whatever. Paul and Silas prayed and they sang, singing song. I don't know if they had their tambourine there or they had their sofa there. But they prayed and they sang as they could. There were no musicians. There were no instruments. They just sang with a voice to the glory of God. Hallelujah. They made melody from their soul, connecting them to heaven. And the prison doors, the chains were broken. The shackles were destroyed. They were set free. And the jailer woke up. See, he was sleeping. You see, it was a prison of the mind. But this man, all of silence, were not busy sleeping. Because they know their situation is beyond that. They were praying and they were fat, they were singing. They prayed and they sang. So that tells me right there that their, their song it was embedded in prayer. Prayer was embedded in song. So they were singing, but in that song, there is prayer. And that's why I don't mess around when I'm doing worship. I don't mess around when I'm doing praise. Because I know the words that being sung from my heart, from Judas worship, is connecting me to God. I'm reverencing my God. I'm not showing off. It is part of you. Let worship be part of you. So they, they prayed, they worshiped God through their son singing. And the jailer came and said, the jailer was actually about to commit suicide. He was about to kill himself because he thought that Paul and Silas had escaped. And Paul said, no, 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 don't do it. We are here. We are here. We didn't go nowhere. We are here. Hallelujah. And then the fifth one is offering, our offering. The fifth weapon, supernatural weapons, weapons of warfare is our offerings. God first gave. God is an example of our, or he gave us example of offering. Genesis chapter one, everything God did from Genesis chapter one, the entire chapter as a matter of fact, is an act of giving. He made, the first day he created, 
the second day he created, the third day he created, the fourth day, the fifth day, he created, the sixth day, he created you and I. But before we came on the sixth day, God already gave us everything that we needed from day one through this day five. He created everything that we need. That includes the song that we are enjoying today. Look out through your window. You see the song. God made it for you and I to enjoy it. And that's why the song can give us vitamin D because it is made for us. And then God also showed us how to give offering by giving his only begotten son, Jesus. John 3, 16. He so, so much loved us that he gave his only begotten son for us. Whosoever believe in him shall be saved. Jesus himself gave himself unto us for our sake. He died for you and I. That is an offering. He offered his, his, himself as a sacrificial love to redeem us. And that's why we are here today. So we should have an act of offering, giving to the Lord. Giving our time, it can be different means. You know, each one of these weapons is a whole lot of teaching separately on its own. But I'm just giving nuggets. So, you are you talking about Abraham? Abraham gave his only son to Isaac. Mm -hmm. So God, he was really ready to let Isaac be sacrificed. Mm -hmm. God, God, God told him to take Isaac and sacrifice Isaac, and he did it. If you don't know, he did it. But God mm -hmm. supernaturally provided a lamb. What about Jacob? Isaac himself. Isaac also gave. What about Jacob? Jacob also gave. What about Hannah? Hannah gave Samuel to God after she had the child. She gave. She gave him. That's why we have prophet Samuel. And then God blessed her with more, many other children. So we should have the act of giving. Because offering is a weapon. Is a supernatural weapon of warfare by using it to break chains, to break, to destroy those from your life and from the lives of the generation that will come after you. Amen. And the sixth one is tight. Tight. The book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says, bring your tight. Give God your tight. You are giving but the church you are going to, when you give your tithe to the Lord, we are not saying pay your tithe. You have to give. Bring it to the Lord. You have to bring it for the Lord. It's what the Bible says, King James. King James, bring your tithe into the storehouse. The house of the Lord, the body of Christ is the storehouse. The body of Christ that you fellowship with, give, take your tithe, take your tithe there. You are giving it unto the Lord. Whatever is done with it, don't bother about it. Just do what the Lord says. And that is that is mandatory. It is a must. It is not it's non-negotiable. If you read on verse 18, verses 11 to 18, we tell you the breakthrough that comes from, from giving your tithe, from bringing your tithe into the storehouse of God. There's a breakthrough that follows. From bringing your tithe into the storehouse of God is a weapon. Tithing is a weapon that God has given unto you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Nothing shall be tight for you when you tithe. Nothing shall be tight for you when you tithe in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Nothing shall be tight for you when you tithe in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then the seventh one is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is a weapon. <laughs> 
say that it is not an ordinary name. And there's a song that I always sing here in Asaf Fellowship. The name of Jesus is not an ordinary name. The name, the name of Jesus is greater and it's higher than our names. It is not an ordinary name. It's the name that is full of power and praise. Hallelujah. So the name of Jesus, Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. The name of Jesus is a tool. It's a strong tool that we need to use all the time. As a matter of fact, we don't do nothing in, in the name of Jesus. When we pray, we use the name of Jesus. When we give offering, we say in the name of Jesus. Everything we do, we do in, in his name because his name is powerful. Hallelujah. And the eighth one is the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus represents life. The blood itself that you and I have represents life. Once the blood is shot in somebody's life, there is a maybe a, a, a crash and somebody you know is injured and, and they lose so much blood before the, uh, the, the paramedics get to them or before they get them to the emergency room. It may be too late because the blood is shot. So the blood itself is life. And so we are saying that the blood of Jesus is a supernatural weapon of warfare. Blood represents life. The blood of Jesus is an tangible power. It's a tangible power in both the spiritual world and physical. Spiritually, it's a tangible power. Physically, if you can think about it, it's a tangible power. Remember, when we partake in the eating of the body of Christ and the drinking of his blood, it is supernaturally renewing our ethnic blood that is messed up, our ethnic blood that is polluted, our ethnic blood that is infected, our ethnic blood that is that is that is messed up, polluted with so many stuff. The blood of Jesus, when we partake in the communion, comes into our soul, into our spirit, into our body to sanctify us, to keep us healthy, to keep us strong. The blood of Jesus is a weapon. In First Peter chapter five, verse nineteen, we use the blood of Jesus to resist Satan. So are the other weapons here that are given or registered out. The blood of Jesus is powerful. Remember, it was the blood of Abel that cried out to God. So the blood, your blood, people's blood, even though some of them are dead. Your blood, if it was spilled like that of Ethel, cries out. Your blood is life. So because the blood, the blood itself is life, it cries out. Okay? So the blood of Ethel cried out to God and God answered Ethel and came down to talk, to deal with Cain. Cain, where are you? What did you do to your brother Ethel? So also the blood of Jesus. God, mm -hmm. when you plead the blood of Jesus over your house, your, the doors of your house, the windows, every part of your house, upon your sons and your daughters, upon yourself, God honors it. So take, take advantage of it and begin to plead the blood of Jesus for your life and do not miss your communion. You can continue to take the blood of Jesus as well in the physical by partaking in the, in the communion. That is why it is a tangible mm -hmm. weapon in the spiritually and physically. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then it lines. Weapon is testimony, our testimony, praise, praise report. We talk about praise report. Testimony is a weapon. Mm -hmm. So the Bible says in Revelation, 
chapter 12, verse 11, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And that's, that's the, the Revelation 12, 11 is also related to the eighth one that is the blood of Jesus, the eighth one, the blood of Jesus. Okay? So we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimonies, by the word of our testimony, by our praise reports, returning back to give God glory. Just like in Luke chapter 7, verse 11 through 19. Luke chapter 7, 17, I meant to say. Luke, the book of Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Jesus came across 10 lepers. And they were pleading for, pleading for Jesus to heal them. And he did. But only one returned back. Only one returned back to give thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ. Only one returned back to testify that he has been healed. And Jesus told him that his, his healing shall be made whole. So returning back to give testimony, to testify of what God has done for you in the presence of others in fellowship is a weapon of warfare. So do not throw it away. It is important. Amen. Amen. And then the last but not the least that I have, there are more, okay, there are more, very many. But the last but not the least that I have here is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is very important. Giving thanks, appreciation. Philippians 4, chapter 6 through 7. Let us turn our Bible quickly. We are closing out here. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. For 6 through 7 says, I read, Be careful for nothing, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, thanksgiving. It's our intentional, our conscious acknowledgement that we give to God for the benefit, the benefit that he gives to us for each and every day. You know, God has given us favors. Every day, God gives us benefits. God blesses us. You know, the, Psalm, the book of Psalm 68, verse 19. You know, if you look at Psalm chapter 68, verse 19, Psalm chapter 68, verse 19. Let us turn to Psalm 58, verse 19. And that will be the last scripture for today. 68, 68. Blessed be the Lord who daily loaded us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. So God gives us benefits every day. As you woke up this morning, God has given you benefits. What, what, what are they? Your breath of, the breath of life that you have. The strength, your ability to move your your wrist, your feet. You know, you can talk like I'm talking. You can stand, you can move your feet, you can go and eat at your, your kidney. Everything, your body, everything moves. Everything is working right in your body, in your whole being. And those are benefits that God gives to us every day. You know, that we are able to operate the internet and our phone and computer. Some people cannot press, push the button on their computer. Some people don't even know what to do. Their mental state of mind is out of work. issues and other things but look at you and I we are here in this crisis so every day you 
constantly, intentionally, consciously appreciate God for giving you the opportunity to move from point A to point B and back home. Forgive for protecting your children, your family members, for doing things for you. Appreciate God for your business. Appreciate Him for your job, the resources He has given to you, the roof over your head. Everything. Appreciate God for the benefit that He gives to you because of who you are. You are a child of God. You are no longer a slave to, to, to sin. You are no longer a slave to, 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 to the enemy. You are no longer a slave to the enemy in Jesus' name. Amen. I will close out with this. I'm closing out with this, okay? So even though Romans chapter 1 teaches us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, many people, many believers still struggle greatly with guilt and condemnation because of our love for God. We want to do what is right. Because you love God, you have to do what is right, very important, and there are times we walk in the flesh instead of in the spirit. So if you are here this morning and you are still, the enemy is still trying to bring things into your heart. Know the word of God, Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, chapter 8, I need to say. The Bible says that there is no condemnation for those who are Christ. You are no longer condemned. Whom the Son of Man sets free is free indeed. The Bible says who the Son of Man sets free is free indeed. You are free indeed. You are delivered. It will take up, rise up. Rise up, wake up from your sleep or slumber, rise up and begin to exercise the authority that God has given to you. The best way to do it is to speak your truth out of your mouth. Cry out, pray with your mouth, proclaim, decree, declare, reject whatever you don't like that you see happening, reject. You know, exercise all of this authority that God has given you. Use all of these weapons, it's, it's going to work out for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us bow our heads as we pray, as we close out. Father, we thank you. We give you praise for everything that you have given unto us for our own good. We thank you, Lord. We thank you because you love us so much. We thank you, Father, because you have given us authority. You've given us, oh God, all the tools, all the supernatural weapons of warfare against the devil. You've given us your wisdom. You've given us your knowledge. We are not timid. We are not timid. We are no longer discouraged. We are not afraid of the enemy. We are not afraid of the battles the enemy brings against us because the battle is not ours, but yours. Father, we thank you. We receive your grace and your anointing to begin to exercise this authority that they have given to us by making good use of these supernatural weapons of warfare to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Come on, saints. Unmute yourselves and let, let us hear you. Amen. If you receive the blessing from that word. And who is this we have on the conference line as well? Is this Pastor chiming in on the conference line or Sister Hallelujah. K? Hallelujah. Let Hallelujah. us hear from you if you receive the blessing from that word. Amen. 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 Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So on the Facebook page, we're still with Facebook, okay? So I want to ask Sister Christine as I get finished um, to if you would. Well, I think I know it by heart. Our cash app. For those that are on Facebook that like to sow a seed into Azusa International Foursquare Gospel Church, that uh, cash app is is it dollar, dollar sign go ahead <laughs> dollar sign 
1906 Azusa. All right. Amen. Amen. And because we don't share it during our live stream a lot for our prayer, but Sister Christine, our prayer, um, noonday and Friday and Saturday, if I may ask you to reiterate before we log off from Facebook. Yes. Okay. Our midday prayer, Monday through Friday from 1130 a.m. to 12 noon. give the woman of God that brought that message for our weapons of spiritual warfare. If we're not armed, if we were not armed, then we should be armed now because we have more than just Ephesians with our physical armor, right? She took us into, and let me go back. So that was our, our word for our physical armor, with which is most important our, with our word because that is the sword, right? But then she went back through and gave us, oh goodness, our forms. Um, where were we? Forces us to, okay, fasting, prayer, worship, offering, ties, name of Jesus, blood of Jesus, and thanksgiving. Excuse me, testimonies and thanksgiving. And I've shared all that on the Facebook page too. So if you go back, if you go back through it, and, and I may have gotten a scripture wrong, I pray not, but I was trying to keep up with the scriptures too. So amen. So people can go back to that if they missed it and they come back during the replay, then they have their full weapons of spiritual warfare amen because it's in dire need now saints amen amen yes in dire need in dire need amen amen so any last words from um uh on facebook that are streaming from zoom that are on the conference call before i let go of um Facebook and go to our closing song. So is that Sister K on, on the conference line? All right. Did you have you want to greet the saints? Yes, ma'am. All righty, yes, and I, I had to make a, a phone call to, to pastor, so I, I apologize for starting us up late there, but praise the Lord. We'll ask Sister Kay if she'll say some words and then close us out, if she doesn't mind, um, with our closing prayer, and then I'll cut off Facebook and go to our song, okay? Yes. All righty. comments before I switch us over. What about that big man we got on that line? 
Brother Solomon with the deep voice there. Oh, Mr. L. <laughs> yes. Oh, Mr. L is he's been quiet this morning, but Brother Solomon opened us up with prayer. Thank you so much, Brother Solomon. Yes, yes. So we have Brother Lorenzo. Would either of you care to say anything to greet the saints? Yes, I just wanted to say hello, and um, I guess before we all get off, uh, if someone or if anybody, you know, say a prayer for uh, for me for travel mercies this week, uh, as I'll be on the roads uh, dealing with this weather and everything. Amen. And thank you, and thank you again, Lady Dobby. That was that was beautiful. Amen. 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 Uh, I just Amen. wanted to say good morning because I haven't seen y'all in a minute. So hello, it's LJ. Amen. 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 All right. So, Sister Flo, would you care to close us out before I go to our song? Because I won't come back yes, to the. I, I, I sure do care, and All I will right. pray for my brother too. All right. Thank you. Thank you. With all hearts and minds, prepared to receive the Holy Spirit in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for the word that you have given us. We thank you for the tools. We thank you for the lessons that we have learned. But most and foremost, Father God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. And we thank you for your grace. We thank you for our visitors and our friends, Lord God. We thank you for those who are on Facebook and enjoying your word and getting a lesson because they can't get it from other places. We thank you for covering the wheels on the vehicle that my brother Lorenzo will ride. We thank you for making sure that the fuel that flows through the pipes in his, in his vehicle will be clean. Will, will, will sustain him, Lord God. We thank you that he will be in good health, Lord God. We thank you that he will have he will have great food while he's on the road. That he will be loved. That he will have somebody to talk to when nobody's around and he's in that vehicle by himself. That you will be his friend, yes, yes. his confidant. You 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 will be his 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 guider. You would lead him home, Lord God, to his mother and his children, Lord God. You will prepare him for your works, Lord God. And most and foremost, Lord God, let him be a beacon of light to somebody oh. on his travels. Let him give somebody your light. Let him give somebody your word, Lord God. Let him put the full arm of God on somebody doing his travel. Oh. Father, we just say thank you. We love you. We lift your Amen. holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Flo. Thank you. All right. All right. So, um, we're saying goodbye to Facebook, and then we'll go to our song. And after that, everyone, please be blessed. We've been covered. We've been covered, and we have our weapons. So please remember your weapons. I hope you all took notes so you can keep them and be blessed. All righty. Let me share my screen. Hallelujah. Yeah.
Sometimes with technology, it don't mind, matter if I had it sitting there prepped or not. <laughs> All this streaming. <laughs> Stand by, Saints. Stand by. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you. 
I need to hit the stop button before the next one comes on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. same and thank you so much for that message and thank you brother solomon for giving us that blessed prayer this morning amen amen signing out in five four three two and one all right bye-bye